Welcome to the Faith Talk podcast. We're excited you are listening today. Prepare to be challenged and inspired through today's episode. We pray that every fear is dispelled and your faith is increased as you hear the word of God. Now, let's listen in with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Well, I want us to turn tonight to 2 Corinthians 10, 4. 2 Corinthians 10, 4. Let's get down into the word of God tonight. We learned about authority. Now we're going to learn how to use it. Amen. 2 Corinthians 10, 4. You'll all know this verse, I promise you. 2 Corinthians 10, 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You've got weapons. You've got weapons. There are weapons at your disposal. And they are spiritual weapons. Why? Because we operate here in the natural, but everything that we see, everything that we feel, everything that we know, at one point came from the Spirit. It came from the Spirit. God, who is Spirit, stepped out on nothing and spoke words and created something out of nothing. He said, let there be light. Light wasn't there beforehand, but he said, let there be light. He spoke the earth into existence. He spoke everything that we see and everything that we know into existence. Uh, So in order for it to come into the natural, it had to first have manifested in the spirit. It first had to be in the spirit before it came into the natural. And what we are doing when we are praying is that we are in this natural realm, but our spirit is going into the spirit realm and it's getting a hold of the promises that God has for us. It's getting a hold of God's spirit on the throne and it's talking directly to him and it's asking him it's making our petitions known it's crying out to him for what we need it's asking him for what we're believing for and when we pray we have a powerful weapon that does not fight here in the natural realm it does not fight with spears and swords and cannons and guns it does not fight war with chemicals or biological warfare It fights in the spirit realm. And when we fight in the spirit realm, we fight on a whole other level than when we fight here in the natural. Here in the natural, you might need troops of 500,000 men to defeat something. But when you get into the spirit, give me one praying grandma, give me one praying mother, give me one praying father that will get into the spirit realm and can run off troops of the devil's side, run off the darkness and will pray over you. Listen, when I needed prayer, I used to go to my grandma's house. She had a little apartment and she would sit on her chair and she would pray for us. She said to me, she said, there's not a day that goes by that I don't call each one of my family members out by name. And I mean each one 
one of her family members. She had extended family members on her prayer list and she would call them out by name and she would pray a covering down over them. And when she passed away, we knew that that covering had to be picked up by people. Somebody had to start praying. It was a whole other kind of something because someone had to pick up the mantle. But when we started praying and we started covering our families, uh, we saw that same mantle passed down through the generations uh, and we saw that the prayers work. The prayers work. So we've got to pick up a mantle of prayer. We've all got to get into our prayer closet because guess what? Not everybody in your family's praying. Not everybody in your workplace is praying. Not everybody in your school is praying. Somebody has got to pray for the people that are around you. And so very often it is you that God has placed in that position so that you can pray for the people that are around you. You have been placed into position. God strategically placed you where you're at in your circle of friends, in your family, in your workplace. God strategically placed you there so that you can pray for the people around you and so that he can move in their lives because many of them aren't even believers. Many of them are living in the world. Many of them don't even darken the door of a church on Sunday. They don't darken the door of a church maybe once a year, maybe twice a year, if that. Many of them don't even read their Bible and you have been placed into that position for a covering so it might be hard where you're at it might be difficult where you're at but God has strategically placed you there for a purpose to be that light to be that prayer covering one of the best of our weapons is prayer our weapons aren't mental they're not physical our weapons are spiritual. And can I tell you tonight, united prayer produces results. United pr prayer produces united results. Cornelius learned this when he prayed. He said, a devout man and one who feared God with all his household, which gave alms to the people and prayed to God always. Praying together as a family multiplies your prayer power. When you unite your home in prayer, you become like an army ready for battle. Cornelius and his family prayed united, resulting in that man's entire family receiving the infilling of the Holy Spirit. When you pray together with your family you have a very special thing you know why the devil is trying to tear families apart so badly you know why the devil is trying to rip the households of of america and of the world apart so badly because he understands that when there is unity in a family household when there is unity in a family unit he has so little power because when there is unity when when husbands and wives get together and they pray when when parents and children and get together and they pray when brothers and sisters get together and they pray and I'm not just talking about uh, the blessing over the meal I'm not just talking about lay me down to sleep prayers at night I'm talking about when there's a problem and your family gets together and they come into agreement over that problem and they begin to cry out to God for that problem there is such power in that unity men you are the priest of the household you are the priest of your household. And when you join hands with your wife and when you pray, the devil runs scared. Why do you think there's such divorce? 
Why do you think there's so many kids growing up with just one parent? You're my spiritual mother. You're my spiritual daughter. You're my spiritual son. You're my spiritual father. Whatever it is. And become one with each other in prayer. And unify in prayer. You might not be anywhere near people that will pray with you. Maybe you're all by yourself in your household with people who are running amok and living for the devil. And you don't have anybody that will agree with you in prayer. Get somebody who's outside of your household. Get you a prayer partner. Get you a prayer group. Get you a prayer team that you can say, you know what? We need to pray about this situation and watch God move. There is power in praying in unity. Prayer releases dynamic energy. 2 Corinthians 1.11, you also helping together in prayer for us that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the gift granted to us through many. You can help others with your prayers. You can help others with your prayers. Your prayers will bless others. Your prayers can help missionaries. Your prayers can help your pastor and the people of your church. Your prayers can help the people in your community and your government. Lord Jesus, we need to pray. We need to pray. We got to pray for this community. We got to pray for the governments. We got to pray. We got to pray for our church. You got to pray for your pastor. We got to pray for him. You got to pray for missionaries, pray for missionaries, pray for, pray for James Jacob. You know what? India was just declared the worst nation in the world to be a Christian in. And he's over there starting churches up in the mountains. He's up there getting people saved when they're saying, you know what? If you preach the gospel, we're going to throw you in jail. We're going to kill you. The radical Hindus are over there just destroying, destroying people who are Christians. Pray for missionaries. You can join with others and become a means of helping together in prayer. Prayer can bring healing. Prayer with faith is a mighty tool that God has given us for physical healing. The miracles of healing did not stop with Jesus' return to heaven. I'll say that again for anybody who believes that they did. The miracles of healing did not stop with Jesus' return to heaven. When Jesus went to heaven and then when all the apostles died, that does not mean that the gifts stopped working. The gifts are for us today. If anyone needed them, we do now. If anyone needed the miracles of healing, we need them now. Why? Because we need the proof of what we're saying is true and that was one of the reasons uh, that God gave us these gifts uh, was he said you'd have signs and wonders following you you'd have signs and wonders so that when you tell somebody hey Jesus is alive and then you pray for him and their body gets healed what you're saying is backed up by some sort of miracle let me tell you you want to see people get saved you want to see people, more people get healed? The book of Acts is full of miracles. They're part of the Great Commission. Miracles are part of the Great Commission. Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature, and these signs will follow them who believe. They will lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. God is willing to heal in response to prayer. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do, because I go to my Father. That's John 14, 12. Prayer is power in action. Power in action. 
Acts 4.31, and when the disciples had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. When the disciples prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. Imagine everybody coming into such agreement that when we pray, the place starts to shake. The lights start to jiggle a little bit. The floor starts to shake a little bit. The doors begin to rattle and you feel like you're a little unsteady on your feet because the place starts to shake and what kind of prayer is that? What kind of power is that? When people come into unity, when they come into agreement, when they believe together for something, there is power in it. And the Bible says they were, everything was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Uh, on more than one occasion, Jesus' disciples witnessed a demonstration of prayer power. The, the believers assembled and prayed together and the place was shaken. They were filled with the power of the Holy Ghost and when then they spoke the word of God not with backwardness not with fear but with boldness first they prayed and then the power came first they prayed and then the power came first they prayed and then the power came if you want power you better pray if you want power you better pray and private prayer all the time it ends up with public power you want power in public start praying in private I hear Pastor Parsley say all the time, nowadays, we want to pray for 10 minutes and preach for 10 hours. But back then, they used to pray for 10 hours and preach for 10 minutes. And they would get results beyond anything we've ever seen. Peter, with no amplification, no microphone system, would preach and see 3,000 people come to, to Jesus in one day. What a miracle. You want to you wanna see power? Start praying. There are battles that can be won only when we pray. There are battles that there are no other ways to win. There are battles that there's no other way that it's going come to come around and, and you're going to come out all right. The only way is if you pray. There are doctor's reports that you can't get over unless you pray. There are things that are happening to people. There are, you know, accusations. There are things that are happening to people. The only way you can get over it is if you pray. There are battles that can be won only by prayer. When it's truly understood and faithfully used, prayer is the greatest resource of untapped energy the world has ever known. To bring about such prayer requires a change in our thinking and a change in our praying habits. Uh, by your prayers, you can receive and set into motion the power of God, and only through prayer is this possible. Prayer is God's power made available to mankind. It's a resource to you. Prayer is a resource to you. It's a force to be used. It's a tool to be utilized. It is a mighty weapon to be deployed. You wonder why you're always fighting, you're always toiling, you're always dealing with things, and you're worn out. You wonder why you can't get ahead. You wonder why you, you're always struggling with something. Have you thought about praying? Have you thought about stopping, stopping fighting it in your flesh? Because the weapons of your warfare are not carnal. We got to pray first and then act. 
A lot of people want to act first and then pray when the mess happens. We want to, something happens to us and we want to have a knee-jerk reaction and we want to, we want to flip out, we want to run away, we want to quit, we want to do whatever, and then we want to pray after there's a big mess and say, God, get me out of this mess. God, help me. How did I end up here? And God's faithful to help. But you save yourself a lot of heartache and a lot of trouble if you would pray first and then act. Pray first and then act. Prayer has got to be a way of life. Prayer's got to be a way of life. For Christians, nowadays, prayer's got to be a way of life. You can't, you can't go about your life without prayer. You can't go about what God has for you to do, the places that he has for you to be without prayer. There is so much craziness going on in the world. I don't even have to explain it to you. All you got to go home, do is turn on the news for about 30 seconds and watch the craziness that's happening in the world. Watch what's going on. Open up a newspaper. You don't even have to go buy one. Just walk by the stand at the, at down at sheets and look at the front page and see the craziness of what's going on in the world. And you'll see that there is a need for prayer like never before and the people of God are the only ones that can fulfill that need who's going to pray if we don't who's going to act if we don't do you think that the crazy politicians are going to pray do you think that your crazy co-workers are going to pray do you think your crazy family members are going to pray you think that Hollywood's just going to start praying? The music industry, they're all going to get together and say, oh, we, we can't have an award show tonight. We really need to just pray for, for everything that's going on. You know, we've we got to cancel the Oscars and the Grammys, and we've gotta, we really need to pray. You know, we are the only ones with the answer. We're the only ones with the answer. And I can tell you this. The forces of darkness... The pagans and the witches and the warlocks, they're all praying to their God. The satanic religions of the world, the religions that do not believe that Jesus is Lord, they're all praying to their gods. They're all praying to the spirits that are over them. And they're asking the spirits that are over them to do certain things. They're giving them permission to act here in the earth. They're giving the spirits of darkness permission to act in our government, in our nation. They're giving the spirits of suicide permission to, to try to get your kids. Let me just bring it down Front Street. They're giving the spirits of drugs and alcohol permission to go into the schools and attack your kids. They're giving the spirits of adultery and, and, and fornication. They're giving them permission to run amok and, and stop at your house and talk to your spouse. They're giving them permission to go to your spouse's job and, and have that pretty little secretary out on the desk batting her eyelashes. They're giving those spirits permission to run amok in your life. You better start to praying. You better start to praying. Because the whole reason that our world is in the mess that it is in, I truly believe it, is because the church is not doing what the church has been called to do. 
The church is not praying. The church is not fasting. The church is not in tune with the Spirit. If we were truly in tune with the Spirit, we would be able to go up to someone and tell them what they're dealing with and pray with them. We'd be able to hear what God is saying and we wouldn't be in half the messes that we're in. We've got to get to praying. There's no other way about it. There's no two ways about it. We've got to carve out some time. And I don't know what that means for you, but I know what it means for me. And we've got to carve out time. We've got to set time aside to pray and get a hold of God. And I don't just mean wine. Okay? <laughs> because that's what we do a lot of the time when we pray. We whine to God about all the problems. We learned that we're to, we have spiritual authority in this last class. That means you go boldly before the throne of grace. You make your petitions known. And you also take authority over certain things. You also claim certain things. You declare certain things. You can run the devil off. And so we've got to get into prayer. We've got to make it a way of life. A life that is planned and developed by prayer becomes a great life. You know what? You might have to physically set an alarm for you to go to prayer every night. Maybe that's what it takes. It might take that to interrupt our lives. We have such busy lives, I understand. I truly understand that life is busy. I truly understand that we get caught up. And you know what, a lot of the time, as soon as our feet hit the floor in the morning, we're going until our, our heads hit the pillow at night. We're going, a lot of us are. But there is time in every single person's day that you can set aside to pray and make it a way of life. You are given the same 24 hours in a day as everybody else. Every single person in this place is given the same amount of time in a day as everyone else. It is not impossible for us to set aside time to pray. It's not impossible for us to make time to pray. There are people who do it. You know what? It might mean saying no to some things that you like doing. It might mean cutting out some activities that you've been doing. It might mean, you know what? Hey, it might mean I have to turn, I might have to call the cable company and just tell them turn off the TV. It might mean I have to say, you know what? After such and such a time at night, I'm, my phone is off. It might mean that we have to set that time aside and become regimented, become military style with our time because we have got to set time aside to pray. We've got to set time aside to pray. I heard a preacher say, you know what? Everybody talks about time management, time management, time management, time. You got to manage time. It's not so much time management because guess what? You get the same amount of time that everybody has in a day. It's task management. And certain tasks that you're doing, certain things that you're doing are taking up more time than they should be. Certain things that you're doing are taking, you're, you're giving more of your time to certain things than you even realize. If you sat down, if you took this prayer journal and sat down and wrote, wrote how much time you spend doing things for a week, You'll see where you could cut out some things. You'll see where you could cut out some time. You know what? I spend, if you say I spend 
three hours a night watching TV. If I spend, uh, if I spend a half an hour in the morning reading the newspaper, you could cut some of those things out. You could cut a lot of that stuff out and you could say, you know what? I'm going to dedicate that time to prayer. I spend however much time a day surfing Facebook. I spend whatever amount of time a day talking on the phone to people. You know what? Maybe I could rearrange that and I don't have to talk to the same person every day. I can talk to him every other day and set that time aside and just say, you know what? We, I'm going to pray. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to God in prayer. Maybe you could say, you know what? You want to pray with me? You could invite somebody to pray with you. We've got to make it a way of life. And it sounds crazy to say, you know what? We've got to get, we've got to be uh, regimented with it. And we've got to get a military attitude about it. But we really do. Because if you're going to change a habit, you've got to set, you've got to set guidelines and you've got to set barriers and boundaries in your life so that you can do those things. And you've got to change your routine up. And if you have a routine that you've been stuck in for a long time, it's, it's real hard to break that unless you get crazy about it. And unless you set that time aside and make those changes and make a commitment to it, you're not going to be able to do it. Prayer puts an indelible stamp upon every thought and action of the one who makes it a vital part of his life. The inevitable result is the change of one's very being, the reshaping of his personality into the shape of God. You want to reshape your personality and become more like God? You got to get into prayer. You got to spend time with him. The power of prayer is as real as the unseen terrestrial gravity. The force with which everyone contends every hour of the day. You're fighting gravity right now. You're fighting gravity right now. Some of you are a little more tired than others in here tonight. And you're fighting to not fall asleep and fall on the floor. When you stand up to walk out of this place, you're fighting gravity because you've got to lift yourself against that force of gravity. It is there all the time. Otherwise, we'd be somewhere in outer space. You'd fly right through this ceiling and you'd be out floating by the moon and the stars. And Gravity is a force. It's unseen. You can't see gravity, but it's there. And thank God it is. Thank God it is. It's there. And the power of prayer is just as powerful as that unseen force of gravity because it is always there. And if we will let it, if we will yield to it, it will pull us. It will pull us just like gravity into the prayer closet. It will pull us into the prayer time with God and it will help reshape our personalities. No one can deny the existence of the power of gravity. No one can deny the existence of the power that is holding us down here on the earth. Just as as no one can deny that existence no one can deny the existence of the power of prayer there have been scientific studies that prove that prayer changes things there have been studies where they've studied one person's in one city praying for another person in another city and I don't know how it all works I'm not a science person I'm not a math person I'm more of a creative but I, I read the report and they said that when people pray there are things that happen molecularly on the, on the cellular level. 
In the molecular levels, the very smallest levels, there are things that begin to change and they've begun to measure it and they've said, you know what, there's something to this. Science is confirming that there's power in prayer. They might not say, you know what, it's all Jesus, it's all the Lord, it's all what he's done, but they are saying that when people pray, something changes, something happens, and so you keep praying. You get to praying for your loved ones, just like a magnet draws particles to itself, God draws people to himself though when through the dynamism of prayer we turn to God we find that he responds to us as we respond to him the power of prayer is amazing it is incredible it will shake you it will make you understand that there is a real God and he very very much cares about you and about what you're dealing with the power of prayer is also invincible The power of prayer is invincible. What's that mean? Nothing can stop it. Nothing can stop it. Nothing can stop your prayers. Nobody can hinder or prevent the operation of prayer. One of the stories that's an example of this is when Daniel was in the Bible and King Darius signed the decree and he said, you know what, nobody's going to pray anymore. Nobody here is going to pray anymore in this kingdom. And Daniel went to pray in any way. He prayed three times a day. And he said, you know what? I'm going to keep praying. Nobody can stop your prayer. And, and the king tried to stop the prayers of everybody. But Daniel said, you know what? Nobody's going to stop my prayer. Nobody can stop it. You can be in an airplane. You can be in a submarine. And your prayers are still heard. You can be in a hospital room. Or you can be in a church. And your prayers are still heard. Wherever you are. And whatever you're doing. Your prayers are heard. And they are effective and if you will just pray you don't even have to pray out loud you can be in a place where nobody's allowed to pray you can say you know what I'm in the public school system and I'm a teacher and I can't pray out loud over this class but I can sure pray in my spirit I can pray in silence you can say you know what I'm not I'm not supposed to pray for the people that I'm talking to because I'm in a public office but you can sure pray in your spirit nobody and nothing can stop your prayers if they got you locked up in a prison cell because you're a Christian nothing can stop your prayers the only way that something can stop your prayers is if you let it you let it the evil leaders of Babylonia influenced King Darius to defy the power of prayer by casting Daniel into the lion's den. But when Daniel went in the lion's den, he was still praying. He was still praying in that lion's den and Daniel came out unscathed. He didn't have a scratch on him. Those lions were his friends and God shut their mouths and Daniel walked out of that lion's den with nothing wrong. They didn't eat him and he was just fine. Prayer can destroy enemy powers and evil forces. Prayer can build the kingdom of God. Prayer operates in the lives of those who have provided God with clean, righteous vessels in which his Holy Spirit dwells, in which egotism and self-sufficiency have been eradicated. All earthly powers... Listen to this. All earthly powers, whether political, economic, or military, are subject to the power of prayer. All earthly powers are subject to the power of prayer. Somebody might say, I'm going to do this and that to you. I'm going to launch an attack against you. But I can tell you tonight 
that all earthly powers are subject to the power of prayer. You don't believe it? Get online. There are videos of the things that happen in Israel when the people of God get to praying over there. The attacks of, of the armies that are coming from the outside and want to come in and the people of God start praying in there and God will send a wall of cloud. God will send a wall of fire. God will send something to stop the, the, the enemy armies from attacking. There are stories upon stories of, of the times when the people of God were in war and, and the enemy armies would see things that weren't even there. Why? Because the power of prayer, God steps in and he intervenes and I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that if you'll begin to pray, God will work in your life prayer has no equal the power of prayer does not change it stands when all other powers fail it is the turning of the human soul toward God Psalm 25 1 said to you O Lord I lift up my soul to you O Lord I lift up my soul you're turning your spirit you're turning your soul to God when you pray you're saying you know what everything might be going on around me there might be all this stuff happening around me. There might be people that are doing all sorts of things around me. But God, my focus is you. My focus is you. God, I want to talk to you. I want to spend time with you. It is communion with God. It's communion with God. What's communion? Communion is spending time together, but it's, it's more than just spending time together. It's a familiarity. It, it's an embrace. It's when you, when you fully trust someone, when you're intimate with someone, you have communion with them. When you're there and it's just you and them and you can share your deepest thoughts and your, your deepest sadnesses and your deepest secrets, uh, that's communion. And that's what our spirits are doing with God when we pray. When you're in a position to commune with God, you don't fear him. Prayer is to a Christian what a compass is to a navigator. Prayer is to a Christian what a compass is to a navigator. Have you ever been on a, a boat or been on an airplane? Some, uh, most cars have them nowadays. It's a, a compass that tells you what direction you're headed in. That's what prayer does for the Christian. That's what prayer does for the Christian. Every compass has a point on it that points north. Every compass has a little arrow on it that points north. And if you get out of line, you can get that compass out and you can start to turn yourself. And eventually, if you turn to where that lines up with that point, you'll be pointing north and you'll be back in line. And that's what prayer does for the Christian. It helps us when we're out of line, when things in life start to get us a little off center, when things in life start to distract us, prayer will get us right back in line with what God has for us. And so we've got to make prayer a way of life. We've got to get time in our day for prayer. We've got to set time aside so that we don't neglect it. And so I encourage you, over these next few weeks as we study this, if you don't already, some people already do. Some people do make time for prayer. Some people have that time cut out. They're faithful to it. And I thank God for that. There are people who, who have that time set aside and they pray. But if you don't have that in your life, we've got to get that in our lives. 
We've got to get it in our lives. And you've got to be, you've got to be militant about it at first so that you form that habit and so that you get into that prayer time. Sometimes we go through our day and we're so busy that we forget to do things or we don't have time to do things. And we get to the end of the day and we kind of give God the leftovers. We give God leftovers all the time because we're busy. And we've got to start to give God the best. God gave us his best. God didn't give us any leftovers. He didn't send to us some third-rate prodigal child who'd been out rolling in the pig pen to die for our sins. He gave us the very best that he had. He gave us his only son, a perfect and spotless lamb. And we should try to give God our very best every single day because he gave his best for us. Amen. Will you stand your feet in the house of God tonight? I want us to close out this service with a little bit of prayer time. And uh, we have the prayer cross up here. If you'd like to come up and pray over this prayer cross. And uh, if, if you want to just pray around the altars, or if you want to pray at your seat. But I want to invite all of us to pray. Pray for, pray for the needs that you have. Pray for the needs of this nation. If, any, if there was ever, ever a time that we needed to pray for this nation, we need to pray now. We need to pray now, and we need to get a hold of God for our country. There's a divide that has probably never been so great as maybe back when the Civil War began. And the people of God need to pray. The people of God need to pray. We need to pray for unity. We need to pray for God to move and step in and take control. So let's, let's pray. Do you have a song back there you could play, Becca? Awesome, thank you. We're going to pray wherever you feel like praying, around these altars at the cross. Father God, tonight we come to you. And God, we're believing as we go through this course that we will be drawn to prayer. We will be drawn to prayer like never before, that we'll be drawn, God, to your spirit. And God, that you'll call us away from the things that, that are normal, away from the things, God, that we do, away from the things, God, that, that have us distracted, that you'll call us, God, to prayer, that we'll set that time aside. And God, that our lives will be testaments of prayer. God, that our prayer life will grow and become the best that it can possibly be, that we'll have communion with you, God, that when we pray, we'll see things happen. God, tonight we offer ourselves living sacrifices to you. Help us, God, to do your will in our lives. Help us, God, to live clean, to live holy, God, we want to be what you've called us to be and do what you've called us to do. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. I want to pray for you today. And if there's anybody on this podcast who does not know Jesus Christ, I want to pray a sinner's prayer. Very simple prayer. You just call out on the name of Jesus. And if you need to know him, it's the biggest and most important decision you can make in your entire life. There's no better decision that you could make than to say yes to Jesus. And he wants a relationship with you. He wants you to 
have him in your life because he says he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And as you call out on the name of Jesus, as you read your Bible, as you pray, I believe you'll start this relationship with him. And it's going to be something that's going to help you through every single trial that you face. And so all that you need to do in order to accept the Lord Jesus as your savior is just say a simple prayer like this. Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I believe he's your son. I believe he died on the cross and rose again. I believe his blood has the power to cleanse me from sin. So wash me clean in the blood that he shed on Calvary. Forgive me of every sin. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you prayed that prayer, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a message on any of my social media. I'll be glad to connect with you and encourage you. Friends, I thank you for listening today. Thank you for for sharing this with people that you know will need some encouragement. I love you so much, and I look forward to talking to you again next week on the Faith Talk broadcast. God bless you. Have an awesome day in the Lord. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Faith Talk podcast. If you would like to connect with the host, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer, or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com. Be sure to check out Caleb's worship albums on iTunes, Amazon Music, and wherever digital music is sold or streamed. If you've been encouraged today, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. May God bless you, and remember to tune in next week for another episode of the Faith Talk Podcast.